0: Do you feel that you were lost in the dark? Do your fears become larger and more real in darkness? Or can darkness provide some comfort and peace for you? Welcome to episode 272 of The Recovery Show. This episode is brought to you by Paula, Marianne, Debbie, Robert, and Jennifer. They use the donation button on our website. Thank you, Paula, Marianne, Debbie, Robert, and Jennifer for your generous contributions. This episode is for you. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with the seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Before we begin, we would like to state that though we at the Recovery Show may be in a 12-step program, we represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experiences. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Spencer, and I will be your host today. I want to start with a reading from our daily reader, One Day at a Time in Elanon. This is March 3rd. During the dreadful drinking days, the anxiety over what was happening in our family was certainly the most important thing in the world to us. How could it be otherwise? We were living with it, saddled with it. We knew there was a world outside where people lived in some degree of order and peace, but if we thought about it at all, it was with only a passing pang of envy. We were swamped, drowned in troubles that left no room for thinking of anything else. In Elanon, we discover there is a way out of this most hopeless-seeming situation. We find friends to give us help and encouragement. We find opportunity to help others. And so, slowly, we climb out of the pit in which we thought we were buried. I wanted to start with that because, you know, that's where I was when I came into al And I've been thinking over the last week about this time of year, which in the Northern Hemisphere, at least, where I live, in the last week we had the shortest day of the year, the longest night of the year. But we also have, in this month, celebrations of peace, hope, and light I think in many religions, I know, certainly in the Christian religions, we celebrate Christmas, the coming of the Savior, the Prince of Peace, as he's sometimes called. And we celebrate it by lighting candles, by lighting our trees, decorating and and bringing joy. In the Jewish religion, usually around this time of year, is the Festival of Hanukkah, which also celebrates light driving out the darkness they light candles every day for a week, eight days. I know in pagan religions also, the solstice is celebrated, maybe with bonfires, with dancing. So many, many cultures, many religions find time this time of the year to celebrate the coming back of the light. But is darkness always a bad thing? Is darkness always something to be driven away? And I wanted to kind of look at at both sides of that, and try to relate it as much as I can to our situation, our recovery program, where we were, what it was like, what's happening now, where we might be. I can really only, of course, speak from my own experience. I can't speak to your experience. There's a lot of association in our culture and in in other cultures of, with darkness being a time of fear, a time of anxiety, a time of hidden Bad things, hidden evilness. You know, there's some reality there. When it's dark, you can't see well what's around you. You know, the wolf might be sneaking up on you. And so, yeah, there's there's realistic fear associated with darkness there. We also talk about, there. You know, we have words like, or phrases like, the darkness of the soul, dark night of the soul. And I certainly had those. And night was harder. You know, when I was living with active alcoholism in my life, in my home, during the day, I could often be distracted by what was happening, by work, by other events, uh, things that I had to do, and, and I could forget about it for a while. But when night came, and it was dark, and there was silence, then all of those fears, all of my anxieties all of my despair could come crashing in on me, and that the darkness would magnify them. Just as as a child, we might see monsters under the bed or in the closet, might open our eyes and look around our room and, and see a monster hiding in the corner, and of course, when the light is turned out, it turns out it's just a coat hanging on a hook or something. And the darkness, the silence, did the same thing for me with my fears about the alcoholic situation. I could go from trying to go to sleep to, oh my God, we're going to be living in a car next week. I could do that very quickly because, I you know, something about it, something about being alone in the dark, in the silence, that allowed my fears to grow. So that's where I was. That's where I spent a lot of time lying awake at night, just chewing over those monsters in the dark, just imagining them to be bigger and more potent than they ever really were, if they ever really were at all. You know, I never did end up living in a car. We did not lose our home. We did not go bankrupt. And, you know, that's not to say that doesn't happen to some of us when we're faced with alcoholism. But those fears never materialized, but they still felt so... Real at the time, so I came to Alenon in despair, in fear, in anger, in hopelessness, and you you in the rooms of al in the in the books, started to give me some hope, started to give me some new ways of thinking, giving me new tools to banish those monsters. You know, you gave me the tool of gratitude. I heard if you make a gratitude list, make a list of five things you're grateful for. It will change your attitude, it will change your feeling. And if five doesn't work, try the alphabet. I heard that one. Try the alphabet. You know, A, I'm grateful for apples in the fall for their crispy, crunchy, tart sweetness. B, I'm grateful for bats because they eat mosquitoes and they're fun to watch flitting around in the night sky. And I could lie in bed and I could start going through the alphabet and thinking of things that I'm grateful for. I never made it to the end of the list before I fell asleep. You know, I think it accomplished two things. One is it kept me from focusing on the fears, from focusing on the the non-existent monster in the corner. But it also changed my way of experiencing the time, changed my way of experiencing those moments so that I was less prone to focusing on the on the monster the monster that wasn't really there but became so real in my imagination with simple tool like a gratitude list or a not quite so simple tool like the second and third steps of coming to believe that I had a higher power that could help restore me to sanity, and that I could choose to turn my will, to turn my life over to the care of that higher power. And even when I wasn't sure that that higher power existed, even when I had no idea what form that higher power might take, I could see evidence of it working in my life, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago, I think. I could see evidence certainly of it working in other people's lives. And and I could take that and I could, you know, I could take that hope. I could take that feeling that I am loved, that I am cared for, and that I will be guided so that I will be okay. And that, you know, that's very simple. I could say, it will be okay. It will be okay. It will be okay. You know, drives out the fear Drives out the anxiety, drives out the despair, drives out the what ifs. And you know, there's, there's goodness in the darkness. There's goodness in the silence. Many of us, myself included, close our eyes to meditate or pray because for me, it takes away some of the distractions of the world. It takes me into an inner space. It helps me to focus on The prayer, it helps me to unfocus on the meditation. You know, I need that darkness. And that darkness holds me and comforts me in in prayer and meditation. It's not an evil thing. It's not full of fear. It's good. It's comforting. It's enveloping. And maybe I just get the darkness by closing my eyes, or maybe I actually do sit in the dark. I think about warm Darkness. Summer evenings, sitting outside in the dark with this feeling of a, a blanket of warm air around me and the peace that that brings, the comfort that that brings, the serenity that that can bring. And you know, it's only in the dark that we can see the stars. It's only in the dark that we can see the fireflies. It's only on the way to darkness, that we see the sunset or the sunrise. And their beauty, you know? There's beauty in the day, but there's also beauty and peace and serenity in the night. Okay, so warm darkness, that's a thing. Warm darkness helps me go to sleep, you know? I get in my bed and I pull my covers up over me and the warm comforter and turn off the light, and I can go to sleep. It's a lot harder to go to sleep in the light. Yeah. You know, I think about so warm summer nights, but I think about cold, clear, dark winter nights when the stars are so bright and so sharp. And there's such beauty and awe and majesty in that. If we didn't have night, if we didn't have darkness, that would be missing. It wouldn't be there. I think There's a couple of phrases that came to me as I was thinking about darkness and light and fear and peace. And There's the, the darkness of the tomb that represents that cold, fearful darkness, that darkness that we flinch away from. But there's the darkness of the womb that we all came from that is that comforting, enveloping, peaceful darkness that I think we all may have some longing to go back to and if we can hold those two in balance in our lives which is what this program gives us a way to do life can be inspiring and fun and serene as well i'll close with a reading from how elanon works this is from one of the stories Chapter 38 in the second half of the book titled, Loving Alcoholics and Still Finding Joy. And just a short reading from a paragraph near the end of the of the story. The 12 steps are a way out of the darkness. These simple guidelines show me how to walk through the tough times and offer a path to serenity in everyday life as well. I especially like step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. This step reminds me that only things of value get restored. Victorian homes, antique cars, and me. By working this and all the other steps, I have learned that I do have something to offer. I am worthwhile. So I picked three songs for this episode that I think exemplify different aspects of darkness. The first one is sort of the the fearful darkness. The song is called Slipping into Darkness by the group War. Some lyrics here. I was slipping into darkness when they took when they took my friend away. Slipping into darkness take my mind beyond the dreams. Slipping into darkness all my trouble so I choose. I really like the song. It's got a a really nice beat and vibe to it and it's a little bit psychedelic comes from that era comes from my childhood, so maybe that has something to do with why I like it. As usual, you can listen to the music at therecovery.show slash 272 slash 272 on our website. In this section of the podcast, we talk about our lives in recovery, what's happening in our meetings and in our lives this week. I'm recording this on Christmas Day, which has been one of the the lower key Christmases I think of at least recent years. We elected to not travel, to stay home. Our daughter and her boyfriend came over for a while. We opened some presents, we ate a meal, we spent some time together. We called the rest of my family who are gathered in New York State to say merry Christmas to them. But we just kind of chilled, you know. It was not not stressful. The food was good. The company was good. So, it was that. Oh, man. Sunday, Sunday, I dropped my phone less than three feet onto carpet, and the display went black, and I panicked. I just, like, oh, my God, I don't know how to live without my phone now. You know, that says something, right? Everything, my life is on my phone. Oh, my God, I lost it. Yeah, so we had bought you know, the insurance for the phone, because phones aren't cheap these days, these smartphones. So at first I went to the AT&T store, and the guys there are like, yeah, I can hook you up to the to the insurance company. I'll, I'll work you through all the automated prompts and stuff, and then you can talk to somebody. But it might still be under warranty, and they can tell you that. And I thought, you know, I bet it is still under warranty. I'm pretty sure I got it less than a year ago. So I sat there for, I don't know. More than five minutes while he worked his way through one prompt after another and said things and typed stuff in into his phone and eventually handed it to me. And I got to talk to a guy who said, yeah, it's under warranty. Um, if you need to use us, there's a, a copay deductible, which is not, not tiny. I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I should go talk to Apple then. Luckily we have an Apple store in town. Now consider this was Sunday. This is the day before Christmas Eve. And the Apple store is in the mall, of course, because they want to get a lot of walk in traffic. And I'm like, I have spent the entire Christmas season avoiding the mall. And now I have to go there. <sighs> but acceptance, right? This is what is. Reality is what it is, whether I like it or not. So I went there, and yeah, it was crowded. And yeah, I had to park way the heck out in the back of the parking lot. But I got to the Apple store, and it was crowded. It was really busy, but I was really you know, pleasantly surprised because they got me in there pretty quickly and I got to talk to a technician pretty quickly, not very much waiting. And of course, what do I do these days when I'm waiting? What I do when I'm waiting for something is like I read a book on my phone or I play a game on my phone and I didn't have that. So I had to practice some serenity. I had to practice a little bit of meditation. Not a bad thing, you know, not a bad thing. And then technician came, talked to me said yeah you're right the display is broken the phone is okay but the display is not so we'll uh, we'll try to give you a new display and it should take a couple of hours so come on back in a couple of hours and we'll have your phone for you and if it's more than the display we'll have a new phone for you like okay that's pretty cool so i went home had dinner watched a show with my wife went out caroling with some neighbors We, we walked around the neighborhood and, and sang Christmas carols at, at people's houses who had, you know, asked for us to stop there. Makes it a lot easier when you know where you're going and that the people are going to be home and they, they want you to come. And we got some cookies and some warm drinks. It was wonderful. It was a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm really grateful to the neighbors who organized that. And then I went back to the Apple store. And by that time of night, they were open late because, Hey, two days before Christmas, the mall was pretty empty. The store was really empty. Like a lot more Apple employees than customers at that point. And I got my phone back. Okay. So that was just a matter of applying some slogans, right? Like do the next right thing. What's, okay. My phone's broken. Oh my God. It's a disaster. Well, what can I do? I can go get it fixed. Basically, I mean, it's that simple, right? But my first panic was, Oh my God. I'm not going to have a phone for days. Well, I didn't know that I just assumed that right? I was going to have to mail it off somewhere and they were going to mail me a new one. It was going to take a week and I wouldn't have my phone. I wouldn't know what time it was. I wouldn't know where I was supposed to be. I wouldn't know. Ah, on and on and on. Okay. So stop that. What do I need to do? I need to go to the store. I need to see if I can get it fixed. And sure enough, you know, under warranty, no charge. So there we go. That story was much longer than I meant it to be. <sighs> Because of the phone and the caroling, I didn't make it to my Sunday night meeting, which is, you know, unfortunate, but that is what it is. Saturday morning was step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And I sort of said the thing I usually say with that step, which is, yeah, you know, I try to do this thing, but not so good at it. I, just, I, need, to do, I need to do it more. Uh, you know, <laughs> that feels not so good, but that's the way it is. And then I got to practice it the next day, like, you know, let's practice a little meditation while we're waiting for the guys to fix the phone. Not so bad. So my AA group is a is a group of five of us who are working the steps together. AWOL stands for a way of life or a way of living, and we're currently working in step 6, which in the book Paths to Recovery really asks us about having faith in a higher power to be able to remove our shortcomings so that we can become ready to have them removed. It was a great discussion, and as always, this is one of the reasons I love doing steps in a group, because each person has a different perspective, and and I always find illumination of something that I hadn't thought of when we're talking about the step. Uh, So there's some bits and pieces of my week in recovery, using recovery principles and so on. Coming up next week, I'm planning to do an end of the year, end of the old year, beginning of the new year sort of episode, and I'm asking you to write or call with how recovery has worked in your life this year, what you aspire to in recovery next year. Please, please contribute. I love to have your voices in the show and it. I think it really enriches it to have multiple voices and multiple viewpoints. You can do that by calling and leaving a voicemail, 734-707-8795. You can use the voicemail button on your computer, or you can send email to feedback at therecovery.show. And if you don't remember any of that, remember therecovery.show slash contact, because it's all right there. Also on the website, we have notes for each episode, including links to usually YouTube videos for the music. That we talk about a list of the things that were read or discussed during the episode. Second song is a different take on darkness. It's the Simon and Garfunkel song, Sounds of Silence, which starts Hello, Darkness, my old friend. So just take that image, Darkness, my old friend. Like, I'm welcoming you back. I feel comfortable in your presence with you around me. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. I'm always grateful to hear from you. And Anne wrote with a question Spencer. Thank you and all the staff and supporters who make the show the wonderful resource that it is. It's one of my go-to sources of spiritual uplift. I'm considering taking a service position that would involve cooperation with AA in a regional convention, which also hosts an Al-Anon speaker. I'm willing to be the Al-Anon liaison person, but I don't have contact with many convention speakers, which makes me hesitant. I'm seeking sources of advice and assistance before I say yes. Ideally, the speaker would be a double winner who identifies positively with AA and who has also committed to their own Al Anon recovery. Do you know of such speakers who I might listen to? My hope is to start making a list of possibilities and let a higher power provide a way. Thanks for considering this request. Best wishes to you this holiday season, and B. And the person that I immediately think of who meets those qualifications, I guess I might say, is Tom W. Father Tom W who um, is both an AA and an al speaker. He spoke at a local conference a couple of years ago, and it was a, an amazing experience. It was great. I've got two talks of his in episodes of the show. Episode 198 is his al talk. Episode 250 is an AA talk. Um, I sent Anne a link to a website with his current schedule. He is a, a busy man. So whether it's possible to uh, to get him for your convention, I don't know, but you know, certainly worth a try. The other thing that I've seen happen is that the Al Anon speaker and one of the AA speakers are maybe a couple, so they sort of come as a pair, and that might also be a possibility. But one of the reasons I'm reading Anne's letter here is to put this out to y'all. Have you done this? Do you know somebody who's a great speaker that, that Anne might be able to uh, invite to the? To this convention, you can contact me. Feedback at the recovery show, and I will forward whatever you send to Anne. Thanks. Sarah wrote about a song. She writes, "This song is all over pop radio this week. It definitely reminds me of the higher power of Alanon more than the God I grew up hearing about." Thought you might enjoy it. The song is "You Say" by Lauren Daigle, and I listened to it. I had not listened to it before. The whole song really struck me, okay? I mean, I, if you haven't heard it, come on over to the website, therecovery.show 272. I will put a link to this song in their YouTube video. Anyway, the, I found that the chorus in particular carried a, a really strong message of being loved by a higher power. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short. When I don't belong, oh, you say that I am yours. And I believe, oh, I believe what you say of me. I believe. I might go with last week's episode, too, now that I think about it. Donna sent a comment on the recent episode with Eric about miracles. Eric loved, loved the picture of your dog and the Wyeth picture in view also. I think your Rudy saw the picture as a suggestion, so he therefore complied. I, too, love that picture for many reasons. Your dog looks like a close match. It is a trimmed dog and a long nose. It would be hard for me not to see that as a message, a miracle. I have a picture of Wyeth near my dresser, and I was staring at it just this morning. Is it a coincidence that I listened to your podcast today, and you talked about this very picture that I love so much? No, I don't think so. Not quite sure what it is that is talking to me, but I'm definitely listening. Thanks, Donna. A listener wrote to ask about participating in the show, and and I responded, To say, you know, it's pretty easy to participate. Minimum, you need a phone, a quiet place, and a couple of hours that we can both agree on. And, of course, some experience, strength, and hope to share. At this time, I'm doing a couple types of episodes with guests. One is an in-depth discussion of recovery topic, like the ones that I do with Eric. Most of the episodes do have this format. But recently, inspired by a different podcast I was listening to, I've done some episodes where a member shares his or her story. I'm there to to prompt, to ask questions, but it's mostly you. And I figure everyone has a story to tell that will speak to someone else, and that everyone is an expert on their own life. So maybe it's easier to do that than, than trying to sound wise about a particular topic. So yeah, if you're interested in either of those formats, we can talk about details. Is there a topic you'd like to dig into or would you just like to share your own story? And it's not a just, you know, I get some good feedback about those episodes where someone has told their story, because as our next listener says, big thanks and gratitude to Tom. He told a lot of my story, the religious background and isolation, along with helping family members until next time, Kelly, and thanks Kelly for just, you know, sort of emphasizing that message. If you're interested in participating and and you want to know more about what's entailed, we do have have a page on the website that talks about being a guest host, either physically in my studio, if you happen to live in the southeast Michigan area, or, you know, by phone, Skype, or other internet connection. I will put a link to that in the show notes. If you go to therecovery.show and search for guest host, it should pop right up. So thanks for the question. Got a note from Carmen from Kansas City. A quick note, but not my last. Hi, Spencer and family at The Recovery Show. My name is Carmen and I'm fairly new to al I've been searching for a home group but haven't found the right one yet. The show gets me through times both good and bad, and I've heard this a lot by other listeners. I can't thank you all enough for being available to us. I've been married to my admirable husband since April 2018. Six months in, we have gained acceptance that we can't get through this at home, not alone. I'd been noticing some changes in work ethic, but our first hospitalization was enlightening. We needed to accept help, but didn't know where to start. After a couple of darker months, he's now safe in a substance abuse rehab in Arizona. There isn't much more to say, as you've heard it all before. We weren't getting better. Him being away helps me to learn about myself again. I'd like to think he is learning more each day and enjoying new things. He is my alcoholic, and I love him, as I've stated in a couple of the Al-Anon meetings. Some days love is all you need, but others it's simply not enough. Not in the presence of this disease. I'm fluctuating between extreme feelings of resentment, anger, grief, and sadness. Overall, I've been told that I look a lot happier. I'm relieved and able to truly breathe again. It's reassuring knowing that I didn't lose myself completely, and hopeful that he wants to feel better. The rest of our journey is a story for another day. Happy holidays to you all, and hope to be in touch soon, Carmen. And thanks for, for sharing your experience with us, Carmen. And uh, keep looking for that home group, finding a group that I could really connect with, a group that I wanted to be there every week, a group that always spoke to my needs, that always spoke to recovery, was really important in, in my recovery. And a voicemail from Pat.
1: Hi, Spencer. This is Pat from the West Coast. I just had a couple thoughts regarding some letters that were sent in on the gratitude episode that you did recently for Thanksgiving 2018. One was from someone who was having um, financial difficulties, paying for being able to purchase literature. And when I first came to Al-Anon, I didn't want to buy the literature. It felt like a bit of a stretch for me, but I was able to find it through the library. So if she has access to the library, that's something. The other thing is that if she is downloading, she doesn't have to use her data to download podcasts if she can get onto Wi-Fi. So if she has any ability to get onto Wi-Fi, even at a Starbucks, she can download the podcast and it doesn't use up any of her data. So that would be helpful too. On a different topic. Somebody wrote in and asked about what a good meeting was and talked about how the meeting that they went to was a bunch of people who had been in the program for a long time and were just talking about their daily lives. And that did a couple things for me. The first thing was I went to a meeting that very next morning and I was just so grateful that every single person at that meeting, many of whom have been in the program for quite a long time, Made reference to recovery and literature and working the program as they shared. I thought, wow, that's that's a solid, great meeting. And the other thing that occurred to me though is that I'm one of those people who's been in the program for a while, and the day-to-day critical events, just being in the thick of it, has resolved to a great deal. And I remember when I first came. I There was one person who would share, and I think, oh, she's just talking about that stupid fence next to her house. And what I didn't hear is that step 12, it's using these principles in all of our affairs. And that is where actually a whole lot of growth takes place. So there's the big growth and the big step four at the beginning, but I still feel really strongly that I'm continuing to grow and learn and use the program more and more frequently but you know for someone who's just starting I can understand how they would hear my shares and think oh you know that person's just so out of it or they're just it's so minor but it's actually all of those sharings and all of those experiences of using the post pro the program in my daily life are critical to my continuing to grow so some thoughts um,
0: thank you as always for your, well, wow. you, uh, you've done this a, a few times, Pat, you got it almost exactly three minutes, cut you off like your last syllable, really great timing. And yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, okay. I'm just thinking back to like the, my life and recovery segment that I did in this episode. I'm like, you know, I'm talking about Christmas and I'm talking about my phone breaking, but I'm also talking about how I'm using these principles in all my affairs. You know, Christmas could have been very different without the serenity that this, the tools of this program give me. Without the ability to enjoy what comes without worrying about what I thought should have happened. You know, so thanks for that reminder, and thanks for those really practical tips about literature at the library and uh, and downloading on Wi Fi in a Starbucks. If you feel like you can't just go in there and leech their Wi Fi, you can buy a coffee. You know, small coffee, they call it tall, but small coffee for like a dollar or two. So, you know, it could be a a fairly low cost way to, to get yourself some internet without using up your data plan. A note from Katie. Dear Spencer, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to you and to all of the people on your show. I always wanted to write to you and thank you for the work you were doing, but my perfectionism kept me from it. The letters I wrote were just not expressing it perfectly what I meant to say. I found your show last summer at a time that was darker than I thought life would become. It kept me going in some of the most difficult days, and I truly believe that it saved my life. Thank you. Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. A forever grateful and loyal listener, Katie. And Thank you for that, Katie. And I just want to say Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to everybody who's listening if that is your holiday. And if not, maybe take some of the The peace and joy that Christmas promises us at this dark time of the year, or I guess if you're in Australia, this warm and bright time of the year, right? Yep. Last note from Robert. He says, thanks. I've taken a lot of comfort listening to you on the way home and getting my head in the right place for what's to come when I get there. And sometimes that's what we need. I need some recovery on the way home, or I need some recovery on the way to work. I need some recovery on the way to visit my family. Whether it's this podcast or another recovery podcast or recovery book on tape, recovery book on MP3, whatever it is. They still call it books on tape, right? I mean, isn't that crazy? Being able to have that when you need it is priceless and not in the MasterCard way. So thanks, Robert. It doesn't cost you anything to listen to the recovery show, but we do have expenses. You can help to support us and keep us on the web and in your ear. We have a donation button on the website where you can support us directly, just like Paula, Marianne, Debbie, Robert, and Jennifer did. And thank you again, Paula, Marianne, Debbie, Robert, and Jennifer for your support. And thank you to everybody for your support in whatever form you give it, whether it's sharing the podcast with your friends, simply direct them to therecovery.show, or just listening. We are here for you. The last song kind of brings in that cozy, sheltering feeling of darkness it's by the five satins the title is in the still of the night lyrics here in the still of the night i held you held you tight because i love love you so promise i'll never let you go in the still of the night thank you for listening and please keep coming back